0: Food Heals Podcast, episode 235.
1: Ordinary people are really capable of extraordinary things. You show up for your food, you show up for your fitness, and you think strategically, boom. It's, it's, like, it's like a guarantee. But the consistency is the hardest part, and we all know that. You know, you've got to light that fire every single day, and if you can do that, then you can achieve anything.
0: Amen. Amen.
1: Amen. Warning, side effects of this podcast may include increased health and vitality, thoughts of living longer, an increase in sexual activity, feelings of joy, cravings for kale and quinoa, and a spike in tinder matches. In rare cases, people have experienced a strong desire to put in their Lululemons and take a yoga class while drinking a green juice. If you experience any of these symptoms, text your priest immediately.
0: All right, welcome Food Heals Nation. Happy holidays. I'm Allison Melody. And
2: I'm Susie Hardy.
0: Today, we're chatting with fellow podcaster and my friend, Adam Shibley. Adam is the host of the top-ranked fitness podcast, The Million Pound Mission, and I know you're going to enjoy this episode.
2: Yeah, his story is a really good one, Food Hills Nation. Adam reached a breaking point in his life where he weighed 327 pounds and was facing severe health issues in his late 20s. He then decided to overhaul his lifestyle and his fitness and ended up losing over 100 pounds
0: really, really inspiring. And so Adam actually took what he learned from his own transformational journey and created a boot camp. And this produced over 35,000 pounds. Do I have to say that again? 35,000 pounds. Of loss. Yeah, of weight (laughs) loss, of results in his hometown of Bloomington, Indiana. And I'm really personally inspired by the story that he told us, Susie, about his five- year plan where he wrote down every single goal that he had read it aloud every day and five years later he had the life of his dreams I know that's amazing
2: it's ridiculous it's the power of writing it down and then also the power of speaking it out loud just getting it into your your subconscious and your conscious and your universe and your just manifesting. Keep making it happen.
0: So, my goal for 2019 is to do more of this. And we're going to talk about that. But first, Susie, let's remind everyone about our holiday gift guide where Food Heals Nation can get last-minute gifts at amazing discounts from brands like Addictive Wellness Chocolate, Organifi, Banish Skin Care, so much more. Susie, you're giving a whopping 20% off
2: any products purchased from CBD Fountain. Tell us more. That's right. Introducing you to my product line, CBD Fountain. So go to www.cbdfountain. Use the coupon code FOODHEALS for 20% off anything that includes the gift sets that I've curated and already discounted for you. If you want to share CBD with a loved one, we have a facial care set. We have a intro set with a tincture and a body lotion and a lip balm. We have lots of good stuff. 20% off. Use the coupon code FOODHEALS and you get free shipping off $100 spent. So there you go. Happy holidays.
0: Happy holidays. Amazing. Thank you for that, Susie. I love your products. I am Thank obsessed you. with CBD.
2: It's so healing. It's very healing. It's really nourishing for your skin. It actually alleviates pain whether you rub it on or you take it internally depends on well what you're dealing with is how you want to either rub it on or eat it or vape it. So if you guys have questions, go to our Facebook group and just type in whatever you need to know and I'll I'll do my best to help you. But it really is, it helps your body fix itself. It helps with it's very anti-inflammatory, very antioxidant. We talk all about this in the C B D episode, but it it works through your nerve cells and it helps your body regulate homeostasis. It regulates normalcy, which is what so that basically means it just helps keep you healthy. If there's something to fix, it helps your body fix it. If you're healthy, it just keeps you healthy. It's amazing stuff.
0: Yeah. So CBD helps your body heal itself, which is what we're all about here on the podcast. So Make sure that you get it at cbdfountain.com and download your free gift guide with all of our discounts at foodhealsnation.com slash gift guide. Next up, our interview with Adam.
1: The Food Heals Podcast starts now.
0: He is a podcast host, a transformational coach, a fitness expert, author, and has a PhD in being a previously heavy dude. He's on a million pound mission to inspire healthy results. Please welcome my friend, Adam Shively, to the
1: show. Ladies, thank you so much. I'm, I'm psyched to be here. I'm a fan of the show. I love the message that you're putting out there. I feel like it's a message that needs to be heard. And I'm just really psyched to bring some energy to, to the show that you've got here.
2: Adam, thank you for being here and bringing your sexy voice because you have a sexy voice.
1: <laughs> Why, thank you, Susie.
2: <laughs> you, what, there we go. Woo! <laughs>
1: Wait, Rating's just Yeah,
0: say so thank you, Allie, too.
1: Thank you very much, Allie.
0: Oh, Okay. <laughs> I need to turn my fan on everyone. Okay. <laughs> We're
2: all married here. Don't worry, food heels. This is a whole new type of podcast now.
1: <laughs> well, you advertise the whole sex in the city thing, so we gotta bring bring a little heat in you know
2: That is true.
0: That we is gotta true. bring it. You're right. Let us let us prove to the audience who we truly are. Susie, yep. are you Samantha? Who are you? I'm just kidding. I'm Carrie. I know. I always say you're Carrie and I'm Charlotte.
1: I'm Samantha. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes, you are. Yes. yes I oh, this am.
0: is going to be so good. Okay. <laughs> Adam, tell Food Heals Nation in your sexiest Samantha voice who you are and what you do.
1: Well, uh, like you said in the, uh, in the intro there, the, the PhD thing, I earned my PhD because I'm a previously heavy dude. I used to weigh 327 pounds. All right. And that was about 11 years ago now. And, uh, I basically reached a point in my life where I was, I was ready for a change and I realized for things to change, I had to change and, you know, we can dive deeper into the process, but I basically sat down one night, I mapped out what I wanted to achieve in my life for the next five years. And I went out and crushed it. I did every single thing from losing a hundred pounds, falling in love, starting a family, starting a business that impacted my community. I helped my my hometown lose 35,000 pounds in that five year span. Wow, Uh, Just crazy stuff happened. And it was just kind of the, the power of positive thinking. I, I quit being a crap magnet and I started to really focus on what I wanted to achieve instead of kind of what the world was was bringing to my doorstep. And yeah, so that's that's how I earned my Ph.D. And that's that I, I Allison, I've ever told you the story about why I started calling myself the Ph.D.?
0: Um. No, but I heard you tell it on another podcast, so I'll pretend I don't know. Please, yeah. So please go on.
1: <laughs> I, you know, you know how the podcast deal is. You like, you have certain shows. where You're like, man, I could rock that show. I could, I, I could totally, you know, deliver for that audience. And I had this show that fit the bill for me. And this is uh, about a year and a half ago. I was like, I have to get on this show. But the individual only brought doctors on the show. Mm-hmm. So I filled out the little like bio thing, and I put PhD behind my name. Like I'll just. <laughs> I was like, I'll just figure it out. and uh, You'll just so, lie. Yeah. Because I knew. I'm like, I'm going to deliver. And uh, so it, the interview, the pre-interview thing went really well. And she's like, yeah, I want to have you on. I was like, listen, I got to come clean. The PhD thing, that stands for previously heavy dude. And she's like, I love it. And she's had me on twice since then. So uh, yes. it worked. It worked. It worked. I
0: love that. <laughs> Tenacity, Fake baby. it till That's- you make it. Yeah. Right.
1: But uh, Yeah. Yeah, but that's uh, you know my story of my own transformation and my business, my podcast. It's all kind of intertwined. So once we helped my hometown lose thirty five thousand pounds, people were like, "Well, what's the next thing?" And I started you know thinking bigger, and we started the podcast, the Million Pound Mission Podcast. And that's something like we're actually tracking it. We're at almost at fifty five thousand pounds at the time that we're recording this, and uh, and wow. building so. It's uh, it's a pretty cool deal.
2: And Adam, what was the aha moment or was there an aha moment for you to lose weight and change what you were doing to really achieve your goal and, you know, to get and to get healthy?
1: Yeah, I, I remember the exact moment, Susie. It, 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 I was at a grocery store and I remember standing there and I had my credit card in my hand and I was $40,000 in debt. I was depressed. I was very overweight. I wasn't happy the direction my life was going I had this cart full of unhealthy groceries and I was like, I don't even know if I have enough money on my card to pay for these things. So I kind of hit that rock bottom moment and I went home and there was this DVD that was sitting on my DVD player. So that's how that dates, how long ago this was, you know, the age of DVD Mm -hmm. and I, the DVD was collecting dust. And one of my friends had passed it along to me. It was called the secret, the law of attraction. Never so, heard of it. What do you mean? Yeah. Uh, so uh, my my friends that, that I was around, like they realized that I was kind of a crap magnet. And they, they didn't want any of that getting on them. So like, watch the damn movie, Adam. Clean uh, <laughs> so it I, up, Adam. Yeah. I, I I had pretended to watch it once and I gave it back to one of my friends and then someone else gave it to me. And it, so I, I walked home that night and there it was. I was like, you know what? I'm going to put this thing in and actually watch it. And that was my first time I'd ever been exposed to personal development like at all ever and that just sent me down a rabbit hole where i found tony robbins and and all these people And that that night i sat down and i decided what i was going to attract into my life and i I created this thing that i call my lifestyle rehabilitation statement and if we get to talk long enough you'll realize that i name like everything i create something and i name it and i try to make (laughs) it like crazy weird names that people will, will remember so the lifestyle rehabilitation statement was created where I mapped out my life for the next five years, and I wrote everything down. It was it was a goals list, but I wrote the goal as if it had already happened. So I didn't say I hope to lose a hundred pounds. It's I've lost a hundred pounds. I feel amazing because I can shop anywhere. I'm confident, and I can have conversations with anybody because I'm confident in myself. So th- I put feeling behind it. I wanted to create a business that impacted my community. I wasn't sure what that was yet, but I knew that if I just kept heading in the right direction that good things were going to happen with this whole law of attraction thing. And I had this rule where I had to read it out loud with energy every morning and every night. And I set a deadline for five years to achieve all these things. And I achieved every damn one. I I read it every damn day, morning and night out loud, no matter who was around. I just, I did it. And wow. And uh, yeah, I was actually seven days late from the deadline. I had set five years before when I opened up my gym on the main strip in my hometown. We'd already lost 35,000 pounds as a community. I had a hundred people there waiting for me to to do a workout class at six in the morning. And that's the first time I told that story where I was like five years ago, guys, this is the person that I was and here's who I am now. And my whole, my gym, my, my fitness community that I've built like that's the vibe and that's what I've carried into the podcast and that's kind of my platform now is that, uh, you know, ordinary people are really capable of extraordinary things and I just want to be a walking, talking example of that as much as I can.
0: I have chills. I can't. <laughs> this is awesome. <laughs> I already knew this story, but Susie, what's your reaction?
2: Well, five days late, you failed, Adam. Come on.
1: I know. I was pissed. <laughs> what? And, you know what, and you know how everybody always complains about their lo- their local like... <laughs> the local government and stuff. Like it was like the County, I, I didn't get a permit in time. And I was like, Oh my God. And I've, this, I've I, don't <laughs> I don't want to hear
2: excuses. <laughs> I don't want to hear excuses.
1: This mo- moment has been building for five years. People give me my damn permit. Uh, so yeah, that's
2: awesome. That is, you know, I, I am a big believer in writing it down, mm-hmm. but I think that that works even more powerfully when you, especially when you put enthusiasm behind it, because it's getting into your subconscious and it's already yep. creating it. Right. And, yep. um, that's amazing. So I just write things down and I notice that often I can then go back to these lists and cross on and be like, Oh, that happened so easily. You know, I kind of like, 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 certain things are more challenging than others. Certain things take a lot more effort than others. Like when I first found the secret, I was like, Oh, I just have to sink it. No, you actually have to take the steps yep. that you think will get you towards your goal. And some of them may not work out. Some of them might work, you know, may, may bring you there. Some may bring you away from it, but at least you have to take the steps and make the effort. But that's amazing. I'm very yeah. proud of you.
1: Thank you. And it's all about application. Like you said, you think it. And the reason I did morning and night was in the morning, it kind of set the tone of my mindset for the day. So it, it kind of turned the light switch on. You know, if I'm in a, in a dark hallway, I want to see which doors are open in front of me. So let's turn the light switch on. That was the, the first time when I'd read it out loud at the beginning of the day. So I could see opportunities in front of me, It kind of dialed me in. And then at the end of the day, it was accountability where I had to make sure I did something. Even if it was just doing like 10 pushups or drinking some water or you know sending an email, reading a few pages, I had to do something every single day and I was accountable to that. I would not let myself go to sleep until I made even just one little nano effort in the right direction. And I did that every day for 5 years and that's that's what made the uh, the whole thing happen.
2: And I think that's particularly necessary when you're either an entrepreneur or you're doing something you've never done before or you've you're going from you know, being super, super like the, like A to, a to Z, like yep. losing, having to lose so much weight to wanting to own a gym and like going through it. Like, I think that you have to keep that mindset. You have to keep the positivity and the the neurons pumping and, you know, and the electrons also dancing, right?
1: Yeah. All of them. A hundred percent.
0: I think that this is fucking brilliant. Okay. Listen to me right now. So There's a book called Write It Down, Make It Happen that I've subscribed to. Write It Down, Make It Happen, but I never read it out loud. Then I listen to my um, meditations for attracting abundance into my life, right? That's listening, okay? That's passive. Standing up every day and reciting it to yourself in the morning and in the night I think is the most powerful thing you did here. Plus, I want to say that a lot of people – are telling you that you have to do one thing at a time. Okay. You have to, first you focus on the weight loss, then you focus on the career, whatever it may be. The gurus are saying one thing at a time focus because you can't be, you know, thinking about too much at once. But Adam, what you did is you wrote out your five-year plan and it included all of the things you were going to do. And I think that is so powerful.
1: Yeah. Because the reason it worked for me was and I mean, and I get the whole principle of focusing on one thing at a time, but I had, I had to overhaul my life completely. You know, it was, it was rock bottom. So I had nowhere to go, but up in several directions. But sometimes when you're in that position and let's say you're only focused on weight loss and you have a bad month then that can crush you. Right. So maybe, I, maybe I didn't do good on weight loss, but I, I got rid of $10,000 in credit card debt. Okay. We're doing good. Things balance out. So Hell yeah, I, just, yes. I, needed, yeah, <laughs> I needed, I needed a lot of stuff. You know, I got rid of $40,000 of credit card debt over that time. I knocked it out in like two years too. It wasn't the whole five years. So yeah, it was just uh, the accountability, the process. And honestly, I still do this. I don't do a five year. Now I do a 90 day, but I will still do this morning and night and I get into it. Like I'll bring myself to tears doing this. And I, it's that, I feel like you have to put that much that you have to believe it you, know, yeah. you can't just read your goals. People do that at New Year's resolution shit and they, they write them in their journal and they never look at it again. But with me, it's like you have to plug into that and really believe, put yourself in that position. How's it going to feel when you lose 100 pounds? Like really dig in with that. And, you know, if you bring yourself to where your heart's racing a little bit, um, you know, a few tears here and there, that means you've got a really, really strong why behind that set of goals. And, As long as that why is bigger than all the why nots, you can go out and kick everything's ass in the world that you want to achieve. So that's the deal.
0: Yes, I feel inspired right now. I'm like, what am I going to change? What am I going to kick ass on right now? Absolutely. And one thing you mentioned is that you wrote them in the present tense as if they've already happened. So instead of going, in five years, I will have. In five years, I will do. You said, I am this. I am doing this. I feel great. Tell us about that.
1: Yeah, I would even put myself on... The de- The first line was the deadline date. It's July twelfth, twenty twelve. Okay. I put myself in that date. Okay. You know, and I would kind of think like, okay, it's July. It's going to be hot. You know, like I really tried to put myself there as much as possible. As weird as that sounds, but I felt like that was a necessary part. Like, kind of, kind of like teleport myself to that position. And the cool thing is, when I actually achieved it, I just took a, a moment to just be present and kind of look back at the me that showed up every day. And I just kind of was like, man, you rocked it. Great job. And I was proud. You know, that's another thing with goal setting that so many people do. They just go to the next thing, they don't even take a second to sit in it and just say, wow, that was, that was that. really, yeah, you know, it's really awesome. Like, I re- one of my other goals that I had set out a while ago was to live mortgage free in, in my 30s. And I paid off my mortgage like three months ago. And I've just been sitting in it and be like, damn not very many people get mortgage free in their thirties. That's, that's awesome.
0: Uh, Congratulations. Yeah. You know what I'm
1: saying? So I'm, I'm like a gold gold destroying machine, (laughs) but yeah. So the, the whole putting yourself there was huge for me because you, you know, you really have to feel what it feels like. That's what's going to keep you fired up. If you've got kind of a lame goal, then you're gonna have lame effort towards that goal. So, you know, you've got to light that fire every single day. And if you can do that, then you can achieve anything. Amen. Amen.
0: Amen. Okay. So <laughs> I'm listening to you and, and I know that you have um, buzzwords and you create names for all of the things you do. So yep. there's there's some great ones. You've got your black hole of fitness doom, your amazing yes. results formula, and you just called yourself a goal destroying machine. So take us yes. through some of those so that we can, anyone listening and Susie and ourselves can, you know, go to that next level of what we want to do. What are some of those things that we can do
1: yeah. I think the black hole of fitness doom is very appropriate right now, you know, with the holiday season, yeah that, that concept, like that's my platform, right? I'm not, I'm not one of those guys that's going to get pigeonholed into, Oh, he's a ketogenic guy, or he's a vegetarian guy, or he's a CrossFit guy, or he's a jazzercise guy, or he's a, you know, a, <laughs> a, Lululemon, a Lululemon, you know, yoga pants, thong wearing guy. That That's not who I am. Um, just, just for <laughs> this podcast, <laughs> just for this podcast. Um, <laughs> but, you know, I feel like you have to view the all the programs, all the the methodologies, all the nutrition plans like tools in a toolbox. And we know what we want to achieve. Like we have those transformation goals and we've got the tools that are in the toolbox, but nobody has a damn instruction manual. They don't know how to build it. They're just grabbing random tools going, well, I hope CrossFit's the answer. I'm going to give her hell and see what happens. And then when it's not, we beat ourselves up and be like, oh, I'm a failure. Or They try the ketogenic diet and go, well, I lost some weight and I gained it all back. Guess I'm a failure again, but they're just grabbing tools. So my job is to provide clarity and help people form that instruction manual so they know how to build it, right? So they grab the right tool for the right job, whether that's going vegan, whether that's intermittent fasting, whether that's doing bodybuilding, whether it's doing CrossFit or or running or whatever. I feel like that is the direction that I want to pull the industry and wake people up a little bit. So this whole black hole of fitness doom thing is major because what I see happening to people is that they come to me and they're like, I've tried everything, Adam. I've I've tried CrossFit. I've tried the keto plan. I've tried Weight Watchers and I always gain it back. So I want you guys to imagine a a circular pattern with like four interconnected arrows. There's an arrow on the top, the right, the bottom, and the left-hand side. So the arrow on the top is what I call, we start something new. We join that new program, we 're in boot camp, we're psyched, you know we're in a, a new gym, we've got a new personal trainer, we're trying a new nutrition plan, and we're, we're pumped about it. Then we go to that right arrow where we get that result from that new stimulus. We start getting results, and we're still fired up. But then the arrow along the bottom is when shit gets real, and that's what I call the life happens moment that's mm. when there's an injury or Our boyfriend breaks up with us or our work schedule changes or our kids go from summer break to to school and the schedule changes. The life happens, moment happens, and we're not ready for it because we haven't thought in advance about that. And that leads to the fourth arrow, the crash and burn. And we go around and around and around losing weight, gaining it back. And every time we go through that cycle, we burn up time, money, and effort, but also we lose hope and we lose willpower because it gets, it gets harder physically and biologically, but also mentally. We start to beat ourselves up like, damn, that was hard last time. Here we go again. I hope it works this time. And eventually people just go, maybe this is just me. Maybe I can't do this. Right. And people feel like this is the transformation game. And I'm here to say that it's not, not even close. And I want to show people how to break out of that whole cycle and experience, you know, and start I start taking them down another concept that I call the transformation timeline where that's just the first phase where you have to get coachable. You have to be able to get outside of your comfort zone. Alice, I know you talk a lot about that on the show, about getting outside of your comfort zone, and that's critical. And one of the things we have to do is understand that life happens moment, and we have to understand our danger zones. That's what I call our our transformation danger zones, where what is that thing that always sends you back to where you started? Uh, A lot of people, it's like vacations, where they'll go on vacation, They'll do good up, up leading up to vacation. You know, they have the all-you-can-eat beer and food fest on vacation, which isn't that big of a deal, except mm-hmm. that they don't return to their their normal routine for three months down the road. That's the big right. deal, yeah, right. Yeah. And I see people. That's the black hole of fitness doom. That's the cycle over and over and over again. And just by analyzing that, and saying, okay, that's my danger zone, and now I need, I've identified it. I need to analyze it and say, what are all the the components of that? And you know, understanding that. You normally do good leading up to vacation. You kind of have at it during vacation, but then the whole three month thing afterwards, that's the big issue. And then the third step is to pre-plan or plan ahead for that. The next time it occurs and have just one little action step in your pocket and don't expect perfection, but maybe this time we get right back to the gym that week after vacation and we knock out and we're back to our baseline weight loss uh, a week later, and then we're, we're just continuing with our momentum. And that's where I want to get people because if we can understand our transformation danger zones and we're not falling into that black hole fitness doom, we can get better results from everything that we do with fitness and nutrition. And that's the bottom line. So that's that's kind of one of the big uh, big picture concepts that I really try to teach on. I'm just trying to get out there as much as possible.
0: And you've got clients and we know that it sounds like what you're saying and what we always say is that it's different for everyone, but yep. are there some um, things that are universal?
1: Yeah, the rules you mentioned it before, I've got this another formula that I call my amazing results formula, yeah. where there's four components. And if you apply these four things to any you know weight loss goal, any transformation goal, any fitness goal, any just getting healthy goal, you're going to set yourself up to succeed, basically. So the first component, is you have to get committed to a, a nutrition plan. I don't care what it is, but you got to put a ring on the finger. You can't go,
0: <laughs> hey y'all,
1: it's Monday and I'm vegan, and then Wednesdays like keto, and then Friday, Saturday, Sunday cheat days, and you know it's <laughs> that's what people do. They just they program hop, right?
0: Guilty. And, Guilty. There's, no, done yeah, and there's done it. There's
1: no that. there's no consistency, and we don't know what the hell works because maybe you do lose weight. you're like, well, I did 17 different programs this week. I don't know which one really worked. Um, so we're just stuck in that randomness. So you right. have to get committed. And I ask people for a 28 day commitment when they're in my, one of my coaching programs, we work in 28 day cycles. All right. I'm like, we're not going to change anything for 28 days. And we're going to focus on learning. We're going to learn about which nutrition program is working for us right now. We're going to learn about what fitness program is going to work for us right now. It's low pressure. It's like, you're doing your own like clinical study on yourself, but we have to be consistent. Because otherwise, like I said, we have no idea what works. So when people are working with me, I'm going to ask for that 20-day commitment. And I'm going to say, we need to know what plan you're on for those four weeks. And we're not going to waiver as much as possible. And we're definitely not going to s- uh, switch plans. Same thing that the component number two is with fitness. You know, I want a 28-day commitment where you're booking workouts in advance. Mm-hmm. Where I see people really struggle is they're like, well... If I wake up in time, maybe I'll go to the you know, the boot camp class at six in the morning, which never happens, you know. Never.
0: Not unless not you have to pay because you're going <coughs> to class. So like yeah. my bookings, if I miss the class, I pay $12. Right. Yep. Or if, yep. if I don't cancel, I pay 20. If I cancel within 12 hours, I pay $12. If I don't cancel, I pay $20. So that's incentive for me to get my ass up and get there.
1: <laughs> yep. Yeah. We do that at my gym. hundred percent. That's it's accountability. So, Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I ask people, you know, what is your workout schedule? Who are you working out with? Where are you working out? what are your goals for your workouts? What type of workouts are you doing? Like, let's really dive deep, not just let's go sweat. Like we, if you are morbidly obese, that's going to work. If you got a lot of weight to lose, I mean, that's, that was kind of my philosophy when I first started losing weight was let's just go out and sweat. But as you dial into it and really get committed to a plan, I want you to know like, okay, today I'm strength training today. I'm doing some cardio and why you're doing that. And, and you're, you're committed 28 days in advance. So that's the second component. The the third component is where I kind of veer a little bit from most people. And it's again, it's it's called strategic thinking. So it's about the black hole of fitness doom. It's about understanding your danger zones. Because like I said, if you don't fix the things that you keep on, I use another analogy of a hole in the road. So we're at one end, our goals are at the other end, and there's a giant hole in the road. And you go for a walk and you fall right into the hole. You, you had your eyes on the prize, you're putting in effort, you were looking at your goal, but you fell into that hole. So you climb out and you go and grab a bike and you ride the bike, you got your eyes fixed on the goal and you ride right into the hole and you climb out, you get a car, you drive right back into the same hole. So let's fix the damn hole and get to the goal, right? So, but that's what people do with their weight loss, with their transformation program. Like, well, CrossFit didn't work. So now I'm going to go and do keto and that didn't right. work. So now- right yeah but if they go on a vacation and gain the weight back every single time, that's what we need to focus on. That's what we need to fix, not pointing the finger of blame going that program didn't work for me and uh, so that that strategic thinking, you ladies are business women, and so many people like we're entrepreneurs, I would never go months without thinking what could put me out of business, but yeah. we we do that with our body and our health all the time, you know, and like what could really give me a heart attack? Well maybe it's this lifestyle that I'm leading, but we just kind of cover our eyes and hope for the best. And I'm trying to wake people up and think a little bit differently. So the third component is adding in strategic thinking. The fourth component of the amazing results formula Mm -hmm. is to do the first three consistently over time. You show up for your food, you show up for your fitness and you think strategically, boom, it's, it's like, it's like a guarantee, but the consistency is the hardest part. And we all know that.
2: Hey, Adam, what do you think of, or like? did you ever think about, did this ever come up where, um, because I I can speak for myself, when I've gained weight, there was definitely an emotional component to what I was eating and or binging on, or or there was was something else at work, emotional, psychological, at play, that was leading me to do that behavior. Whereas when I finally went, wait a minute, I've gained weight that I didn't even realize, I didn't even realize it was there. And now I'm aware. And it kind of was like, well, why am I eating that way? Because when I'm I've noticed when things are going well and i'm and I'm happy, I eat better than when things are going worse, and I'll tend to eat things that are comfort food. Did you ever um, what do you think of that?
1: Well, I see it all the time. And trying to separate that emotion from when we consume food is really hard. The cool thing about having my own fitness center and having a couple hundred clients and being able to work with people online, having the podcast audience, is that I can test stuff, you know, and I can develop things like I'm in the trenches, you know, and I've been there too. So I developed this concept that I call the the, uh, the cheat bank, which mm-hmm. it sounds counterintuitive for, you know, if you have an issue with cheating on your diet, then I don't know if I need to be incorporating cheats in my plan, but it mm-hmm. kind of helps you build a different mindset and it helps you just get used to kind of sorting and sifting. I try to teach people that you know, for a period of time, you know, we're gonna have to be out of balance where we're focusing a little bit more on your health and giving up some of those lifestyle points where maybe you're not going out and having wine with the friends after work, or maybe you're gonna have to give up pizza on the weekends or something like that for a period of time. And we're gonna be out of balance because we're focusing on your health because we have to reverse your momentum. But eventually, we're gonna try to regain that balance. And I, I like to give people hope because that's where that emotional component comes in, they start to tell themselves, you know, I can't do this forever. I hear it all the time. People are like, Adam, I can't maintain this pace forever. And I'm like, good. I don't expect you to. But right now, you know, that boulder is rolling down the hill at us. We have to absorb that impact and reverse direction. And that takes being out of balance towards that healthy side of the equation.
0: One thing that I notice is uh, for myself, and I'm very disciplined when I need to be. So I can do a cleanse or an exercise program for a specific period of time, and then I am done. And then when I'm done, I am slowly reincorporating certain things, but not all things, so that each time it's like, okay, I haven't completely given up my whole lifestyle, whether it's drinking wine or eating cake or whatever it might be or not exercising enough, but what it is, is that when I come back, I'm a little better than the time I was before. And each time I do something like that, something shifts, something changes, something flips. So I don't go back to one or two habits. I may go back to another habit, right? but I won't go back to all of them. So each time it's like going up a ladder, coming back down a couple of steps, but then going up higher each time. So whether it's a cleanse or like when I was doing boot camps before I got married and trying to get the most fit I've ever been in my life, like now I'm doing less of that, but more than I was before I did the boot camp. Right. So it's things like that. Same with nutrition, same with food, same with sugar. Like I've done these detoxes. And then when I come back, well, I'm not doing that 100% of the time because that wouldn't be sustainable at all, but I've taken right. something from each time to make myself healthier. So I'm still trending upward, you know?
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's an amazing example. That's perfect. Just like you said, it's 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 rebalancing. And but we're still like money to the good after the rebalancing, right? We're still healthier than we were. Yeah. And it's really important to give people hope. Like you said, like you can't be in boot camp mode 365, you know, year after year. Because people get burned out. Their bodies can't handle that. Like That's why I get a little bit crazy with like the, the weight loss shows on TV where the people think, I have to work out nine hours a day every day and I'm going to lose 400 pounds. And it's like, ah, I don't know, man. You're going to burn uh, out. You're going to get injured. So and most of those unsustainable. people gain, gain their weight back. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Uh, and we start talking ourselves out of the effort because we say, yeah, this isn't sustainable. And if there's not somebody there in the coaching position going – Exactly. This is just a sprint. Think of it as a sprint. And then we're going to readjust, we're going to recalibrate, start to rebalance. And it's a dance. You know, We're going to go and we're going to have uh, this partnership moving forward and we're going to find balance. And that is a promise that I give to the people that I work with. I'm like, you know, this is a goal that I have for every single client. I want you to be happy and satisfied with your health and your lifestyle. And we're going to get there. And, I, and I've helped a lot of people get there. So uh, before I forget that cheat bank philosophy, I want to give i want to drop this on your audience because it's a game changer for people and like i said it helps people kind of flex that willpower muscle a little bit it helps them change their mindset around uh, what normally would be a crash and burn situation so what i have people do with their 28 day plan is we put a certain amount of cheat meals in their cheat bank so usually starting out it's like four cheap four to six cheat meals for a 28 day cycle and there's no perfect starting number in the first 28 days. We're just trying to see kind of what happens. Uh, so it's low pressure, which is good, but they have to book them in advance. So they'll say, Oh, I've got my anniversary dinner and then I've got a work thing and my kid's birthday. And maybe you leave one, like break the glass in case of cheat emergency must have donuts. All right. So, <laughs> so that those, but the thing is they are empowered now. They said, okay, Adam says, coach Adam says, I'm allowed to do this. So it is a part of the plan. I am on plan. I'm not going to beat myself up about it. I have planned them in advance. So I own it, which is way different than, you know, having an emotional breakdown and sitting in your truck, eating a bucket of KFC, right? Yeah. You're crying <laughs> in, in, in your chicken. Uh, so... It, that's way different. That's a true crash and burn. So sad we, chicken. We, yes, we flip. <laughs> we flip that. Yeah. Even if we, could, I don't even know if we can call it chicken, ladies. And you know what I'm talking about. It's 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 like yes, the,
2: mm-hmm. like
1: yeah. Anyway, uh, so <laughs> it's it changes the mindset unbelievably. Where so let me let me give you another scenario. Let's say that you put four cheat meals in your cheat bank, and you've used three of them. Your child's you know fifth birthday party is coming up, up this weekend, and but. That bastard brings donuts, not your kid, you're not your child, some dude from work. The bastard from work. I hate uh, that dude. Brings donuts, (laughs) and you're like, okay, it's my favorite. It's got the sprinkles. It's my jam. So you've got one cheat left. You've booked it in advance. The mental conversation happens. And just having the mental conversation itself is a win because most people don't, right? They don't even think about it. They're like, yeah, donuts, cool. It's no big deal. Uh, so they'll think, all right, I've got this one cheat left. I can have the donuts but I have to not do the, the birthday party thing. Uh, I have to be good there. Or I can skip the donuts and I can do the birthday party thing. Or I can do both and just add an extra cheat to the, the, the cheat bank. But I'm going to document it just for our data. The more data we have, the better. But just having that conversation, it empowers us. It's not a crash and burn. We're thinking it through and we're in control. And then let's say we go through the 28-day cycle and we said, okay, I took. I had scheduled seven. I ended up doing the donuts and the birthday party. So I had an extra cheat there, but I still lost five pounds. So now I've got that formula. I've got that recipe. I did this nutrition protocol. I did that exercise regimen. I did this many cheats and I lost five pounds. And if you're like, well, I'd like to lose 10 pounds. So then let's just reduce the cheats a couple of times or maybe add an, an hour of, uh, of exercise in. But we can start manipulating the data one data point at a time. And this really works. And it takes the pressure off of the client where it's it's more about learning and understanding our bodies and what works for us that whole instruction manual concept again coming back is uh they feel like they're in control of their health instead of just guessing and putting a whole bunch of effort in and hoping that it works
0: Adam, I actually really like this because I like math. So I'm like, okay, what can I add in? (laughs) What can I subtract to make myself, right? So that's actually, I'm not a fan of Weight Watchers, but I do appreciate the point system because you go, all right, uh, here's what I can add in and here's what I can subtract to equalize or lose. Let's say if my goal is to lose weight, there are things I can add and subtract, right? In my diet, in my exercise, in my emotional state. So I really, really love the concept. But because we're in the holiday season, I really want to ask you, like, what is your advice? We all have December holiday parties. There's going to be cupcakes and cakes that aren't usually there. Then we have to go home or go back to our families, and there's going to be epic meals. And there's probably more than one, you know, holiday celebration. And so, how can we really um, go into the holiday season fiercely without gaining a bunch of weight? And 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 if we do indulge, not feel guilty about it, but really stay on that program that you talked about.
1: Yeah, that's the perfect question for this time of year because I really wanna add value to your audience and I think this is a way that we can do it. So with the holiday season, I think about certain times of the year as like transformation season. So the time August through mid-October, that's what I call like a sprint, like a transformation sprint, we're primed, kids are back in school, we're in a rhythm, no holidays. Most people aren't taking vacations during that time of year. That's a great time to set up a big goal and go after it. Add a little extra time with the fitness, a little extra time with the meal prep, a little more focus and give up some of those lifestyle points again. So a little less going out and really crush it, build momentum heading into the holiday season. That's something that we can think about next year. But during the holiday season, it's, it's different. Like this isn't the time where I'm like let's see how much weight we can lose let's let's do 100 pounds in the next 3 months right that's you know that's where we're setting ourselves up for an epic fail and people do this all the time and then they get to Thanksgiving and they're like well i think i'm just going to start again in January yeah. and then it's yeah. just like let's get crazy <laughs> so the holiday season is more about maintaining all right and we have to go into maintenance mode but again being accountable to our plan and that's where I have my clients use that workbook and I give away my workbook for free too. If people can go to uh, millionpoundmission.com it's called the transformation battle plan workbook it's free. Uh, it's usually at the top of the page. I only have like four things on my page so it's not hard to find my stuff. So <laughs> you guys can download that, use it during the holiday season, map out the 28-day cycles. Don't stress out like if your 28-day cycle includes Thanksgiving but not like the the Hanukkah Christmas season yet just focus on that 28-day cycle and because people get overwhelmed and they talk themselves out of being focused ahead you know before the the big prime holiday season even hits so just 28 days at a time look at those danger zones and have that maintenance mode mindset so yes you're going to have some extra cheat meals in there but we're going to track them and we're going to analyze them and then i said before you kind of have that recipe so maybe the next 28-day cycle is said well I kind of went buck wild with the cheats at, at Mamaw's house on uh, on Thanksgiving. So, uh, and I know you guys are California, but I'm from Indiana. We have Mamaw's and Papaw's here. Um, so, <laughs> I'm, I'm showing a, my Hoosier.
0: I'm from North Carolina.
1: I
2: know what Mamaw's
1: <laughs> from yeah. is. Okay. We're East yeah. Coast. <laughs> Mamaw. Um, yes. Yes. So, yeah. I'm, they have I'm
2: from immigrant family. So, I had an Amaw <laughs> and an Apapa.
1: Nice. That's yes. cool. That's yeah. Sexy, I like Mamaw, sexy. though.
2: That's one I haven't ever heard.
1: Ma'am, mom, papa, but you know. So let's say you go to Mamma's house and you have twelve different Thanksgiving dinners, and she made your favorite cherry pie every single one, and she expects you to eat it. We all know how that is. Yeah, and you get a little crazy, so you make those notes and you say, "Well, I had twelve cheats this twenty-eight day cycle. That's not good. I gained ten pounds." And you're you're conscious, you're present, you're analyzing this. We're not beating ourselves up. We're Again, just doing that, that study we're, we're collecting data, then we go into December and say, okay, I need to rein things back just a little bit because that was getting out of hand. Just the fact of being present, being conscious, the next time the holiday season rolls around, you saw what happened last time, you've got those notes and you can attack it more effectively and efficiently. So it's kind of playing the long game, but it uh, really, really works. And every 28-day cycle, you build momentum, you get more dialed into what's working for you, It just seems to, uh, it's it's a different way to think about the transformation process. And it seems like a lot of work, but honestly, my clients are spending maybe 15 to 20 minutes to set up their, their workbook every 28 day cycle. And then there are little touch points throughout the week, but it's not too labor intensive. So we can totally do it.
0: And are they doing the, uh, what you did with a five-year plan where you read something out loud every day? Like, I think that is the most effective way to change your life that I've ever heard of. And I, I practice not exactly what you did. I don't read aloud every day, twice a day for five years, but now I'm going to, cause I'm obsessed with the yes. concept, but is that part of, um, something that you recommend to your clients? Is that part of what they're doing, whether their goal is weight loss or ultimate health or something else, career, whatever.
1: Yeah, that's something I teach in my, my boot camp program. Like that's week number one. That's that's their assignment is we, we form lifestyle rehabilitation statements. I, I try to get them in the groove of reading that. I don't require them to do it out loud. I, I prefer if they do that, but you know, I'm a little bit over the top like energy wise and, and and psycho. Like not only did I read it out loud, I would write, I would print out sheets and like post them all over my car and my like my refrigerator, like everywhere. I love it. I'm trying it. to date I'm trying to date women at this point, also, and like <laughs> they see they see all these goals in like my my crappy car anyway, and they're like, "Oh my god, this guy's a freak." Uh, so, <laughs> but um, the right girl, yeah. I
0: feel like, likes that. Is that how you met your exactly. wife? What does your wife
1: think? Exactly. Yeah, I, I met my wife when I was over 300 pounds. That wow. was the cool thing is that she was just into into the the crazy man, I guess, and uh, she was digging you. Yeah, yeah, but you know that that's something that. I feel like that's a, a tool that really helps and it's simple. And it's something that we can just show up for Because it takes a few seconds to read that, you know, morning and night and it fires you up. And if it doesn't, then let's change the goals and let's change the way we're reading it. But that's something that's very, very doable. And I know that it gives people energy kind of increases their, their amount of, uh, of passion for the transformation process. And it connects them to that goal every single day, multiple times per day. So yeah, that's a, uh, a foundational component that I always try to teach my clients.
0: Well, I think you're living proof. And so it's like anyone listening right now, the first step you can do is map out some goals and say them out loud. I think that is huge. I'm a huge fan of writing things. I'm a huge fan of listening to things. And I've done less of the reading out loud. And so now I'm obsessed with making sure that I'm not only writing them and listening to them because I'll record things and listen back to kind of put it yeah. in my co- subconscious. But now I'm like all about like, okay, I'm going to read this out loud every day. I love that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And it'll, it'll fire you up. There's a, um, and if it doesn't fire you up, there's an exercise that I heard a, a guy named Dean Graziosi talk about, uh, where he calls it finding your why seven levels deep. I totally like ripped off this concept. And okay. I teach it to my clients, <laughs> but so if your goal is when you're reading it, if you're like, "eh, not so exciting," then take your goal and then ask why you want to achieve it, and then ask why again, and keep do go seven levels of asking yourself why, 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 and it'll get to that emotional root. Yeah. So I was just I was just talking to one of my clients today. She's in her mid 60s. I had her go through this process, and she, you know, had her goal of uh, losing, getting back on track with her nutrition. And she'd be like, why? Well, I feel fat. Well, why? Because my pants are tight. Well, why? She gets all the way down to she feels an empty void because she has retired and hasn't found her purpose mm-hmm. in life again. Mm-hmm. So that's, it went from, I feel fat to that, like that at the the, the end. Of finding purpose, like that is what's going to get her out of bed, and, and that's what I'm talking camp.
2: about for the emotional slash psychological basis behind it. Yeah, yep. you know what I mean. Like it's deeper that it's deeper than just oh, I wanted donuts. You know, it's there's a lot like body mind. We mm-hmm. know there's no separation, right?
1: Yep, hundred percent, hundred percent. Yeah, it's it's something that you know we get in our heads so easily, and I see people beat themselves up. And like, I spend more time as a coach telling people to chill out and not stress that they missed a workout. And like I had a client that emailed me this week and she's like, I can't work out on Tuesday nights anymore. She's lost 80 pounds. All right. So she's done amazing. Wow. And she's like, I can't work out on Tuesday nights anymore. I'm freaking out. I'm afraid I'm getting all my weight back. I'm like, we got, we need to chill the hell out and just realize that we're going to find that calorie burn somewhere else. And if we don't, no big deal because you're doing phenomenal. And so I kind of have to talk people off the ledge consistently, uh, but it just blows my mind how, how much we get into our head and, and that, that little voice, it starts talking and we start listening to it and that little voice gets stronger every time. So it's a constant battle. You know, I feel like I'm plugged into that and now I can plug my clients into that thought process and we can, we can definitely defeat that little voice.
2: I think it's also kind of a perfectionism type thing where not for everybody, obviously, but at least I can speak for myself where it's like, (laughs) where it's like, okay, so it's the holidays coming up, like no need to fear. It's okay. Like if you, if you gain five pounds back, you can lose it again. You did it before. That's, you know, we're not meant to be perfect. We're not going to be, you know, as we get older, our metabolism slows down, like shit happens, like let it go a little bit. Don't be clinging so much. Do you have to look perfect? Because no one's perfect.
1: Yeah. And this time of year, like if I could give somebody one like mental mindset shift to make is that just don't completely check out, like have some sort of a game plan, you know, take it easy on yourself, allow a few more cheat meals, things like that, but understand what your goals are, have some sort of a game plan, have some sort of accountability. Even if it's just like your friend that you go and walk with on Wednesdays at lunchtime and talk a little about what's going on and are are you on track? you know, some sort of accountability, just don't cover your eyes and wait for January. That's where we get into trouble because there's, there's no accountability, there's no support. And that's when we just, it turns into a binge fest for a lot of people. You know, we don't want to be heading into January on that major nosedive with our health.
0: You know, Adam, I think the reason that you are such a brilliant coach is because you did it yourself. And I remember when I was working with a trainer and she had been thin her whole life and had muscle her whole life. And I was like, how do I lose this little fat under my armpits? And she had no answer for me because she had never had to do that. (laughs) You know what I mean? So like my point is, is that it's so to hear from someone who has done it. One thing we haven't delved into is really your process and your feelings. Can you tell us? I mean, losing a hundred pounds is a big deal. Can you kind of take us through what that was like for you emotionally and physically?
1: Yeah. Well, it's funny. I I started off as a very like typical guy transformation story, a guy that weighs over 300 pounds. So I weighed 327. That's when I hit my, my peak Mm of, uh, of, and how tall are you? I'm 6'3", so I'm not like a, a short dude.
2: Right, because 300 pounds on someone five foot is different than three, 300 yeah. pounds, but still, okay, no, yeah. not like, at
0: okay. your healthiest. Look at me, Susie. He towers over me.
2: Yes.
0: <laughs> I'm a I short girl, but yeah.
1: But If any guy that weighs over 300 pounds are, and I've, I've consulted several 300-pound-plus uh, men on this. I've done a research study of like five people. Mm. Um, so <laughs> we all thought that if we just get under 300 pounds, we would have abs. Like that was the goal. Like if I just get under 300, I'm going to be shredded and uh, (laughs) didn't happen. So that was my initial goal. I'm like, get under 300 pounds, have abs, find females, and then breed. Find females.
2: (laughs) Find a stable
0: of women. So the five dudes were all about the fine fine
2: females. And the abs were going to pull them in.
1: Yes, yes. That was awesome. the you know, yeah. So that didn't work out so well. Oh, you <laughs> <So> failed.
0: Oh.
1: <laughs> epic fail. Uh, but I was like, okay, I gotta keep losing weight. But then I started having people ask me, like, well, what are you doing? And then I started helping people, and my whole why shifted into this is my purpose. This is why I'm here. I can help other people do this. So I started just really enjoying the process of, wow, I wake up and my joints don't hurt. And wow, I wake up and I have energy and I have confidence. And I started just really enjoying, I I gained a lot of just life momentum and I started helping other people do the same. And the high from that was like way better than anything that I was doing for my own self. The, The emotional process really shifted from, I'm doing this for myself to, I'm still doing this for myself, but I can help other people. And that gave me that sense of purpose of why I'm around. So that, uh, that really drove it home for me. And that kind of, I think we all kind of have those superficial goals at first of we want to get abs and we want to get arms and I don't have a cute butt and all that stuff, <laughs> but uh, going a little deeper. And if, if you can find that space where you make an impact on someone else's life, like I, I always will remember the first time I got an email from somebody saying, Hey, you saved my life. I've helped 15 people from my hometown lose over 100 pounds. Amazing. That's like we hug and we cry and we go through this together. You know, I'm, I'm in it. Like I'm in it. I'm connected. Dude, do, do you
2: do you stop people on the street?
1: <sighs> I'm, not, <laughs> I'm not there yet. Do I, you stop
2: and go? Hold on, I can help you. I did it with this guy.
1: Yeah. Like, no? I could hang out at Walmart all day and be like, dude, come on. I know. This. Yeah. You know. Mm-hmm. But that's the thing is like people have to be mentally and emotionally ready to go through this. That's, that's another interesting,
2: they have to want it.
1: Yeah. I, I've had, and you know, I've had my gym for since, you know, we started doing boot camps in 2009 and I've had people pay for other people. They're like, Oh, I lost 30 pounds. I want to help my husband or my brother or my cousin because they need to lose weight. I'm going to pay for them. And I have a 0% success rate with somebody that did not pay for their own stuff. Yeah. Zero, zero. And I tell these people, and now like I had a guy that had somebody that was morbidly obese. It was his employee. He paid over a thousand dollars for this guy and he didn't last a week. And the thinking is, Oh, they feel like they're going to feel like they have to go through with it because I paid for it. And it's the exact opposite. They do not care. And they are not going to do it because they're not mentally in that place where they want it for themselves. Yep. That's, that's something that I've learned along the way and it's frustrating and, I wish I could go out there and just like touch people, and be like come on, I can help you. But it, it just they have to walk through my door. I can't walk through theirs. That's that's the rule.
0: Um, Adam, I am. We're so inspired by you right now. I can't even. And one thing <laughs> that we haven't mentioned yet, which is really a, a core component of what you do and how we met, is your podcast. So yeah. Food Heals Nation, you're listening to our podcast. If you want to get more, you can listen to Adam's podcast. So tell us about your podcast and the million pound. I was going to say million dollar mission. What's wrong with me? Million pound mission.
1: Dude, so many people do that. They're like in the million dollar mission. I'm like, what are you talking about? Uh, I make $28 a month for my podcast. Oh my gosh. Uh, so. hang
0: out with too many entrepreneurs. So why is that in my, in my sphere? But I know what it's
1: called. Yeah. It's plugged in. So Yeah, the Million Pound Mission podcast. It's all about basically what we've talked about here. It's that next level thinking that we do talk about nutrition plans. We do talk about exercise, but it's not your typical here's your five best fat burning tips. You know, we're going to talk about how to escape the black hole of fitness doom, how to really identify your transformation danger zones, things like that. I have guests come on and we uh, chat on specific topics, but you know, I show up every week and I try to deliver my message with purpose, passion, and positive energy. And I tried to put that through the microphone and really connect with my audience. And I really take pride and I answer every single DM on, on Instagram. You can hit me up, Million Pound Mission, and I will, I will reply. A lot of times, have you ever used the, the uh, Bonjoro app? Mm-mm. B-O-N-J-O-R-O. So this is, this is awesome, right? So people will DM me or they'll send me an email and it actually has to be an email. And so I have their email address and instead of replying back, I will send them a a personalized Bonjoro video message where I'm saying, I like, be like, Hey, Sherry from North Carolina. Thank you for listening to the show, blah, blah, blah. I send them like a a two minute video of me talking to them. Like that's the level that I like to take it to with my audience. Like I love to connect with them because my whole thing is I'm never going to get to this damn million pounds if I don't help thousands and thousands of people and I need them to get connected with my message and be inspired and put things into action and donate their weight loss. So, and we actually track it. Like I said, you can go on the website, uh, millionpoundmission.com and there's a little bar in there that says, donate your weight loss. There's no opt-in. I don't ask for email. There's nothing. If you listen to this and you implement like a cheat bank and you lose seven pounds, please, please go on the website and donate that seven pounds to the million pound mission because that's how I'm going to get there. And the cool thing is the whole Reason I put this mission in place and I put that tracker out there because it's not my million pound mission; it's our million pound mission. So you guys are a part of it. Food Heals Nation is a part of it. Uh, Susie and Allison, are, you guys are a part of it because now you've allowed me to speak to your platform, to, to speak to your people, and it will make a difference. I always get DMs from people, oh, I heard you on this or that podcast, and uh, you know, it. It's, you guys are a part of it. So when I hit, you know, hundred thousand pounds. You know, half a million pounds. I'm going to be contacting you guys and everybody that's that's helped me, and we're going to celebrate that together. And that's something I'm really, really excited about.
2: Oh. Do we get donuts
1: for show, <laughs>
2: <laughs> or maybe one of those man thongs?
1: Yes, I think oh. you.
2: I think you need to uh trademark that with your <laughs> with your name, brand it, maybe. man thongs.
1: The PhD man thong. Yes, it's done. Trademark TM. I just yeah. did that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's, not, it, it's expensive but not that hard to get a trademark so it's done
1: at the next podcast event allison I, i'm gonna show up in the man thong. i can't it's wait
0: happen. we're taking a massive picture of this i don't know which <laughs> it's gonna be because we get so many but i'm so excited
1: yes <laughs> it's gonna be epic epic
0: epic Oh my gosh, Adam, this has been so much fun. Please tell Food Heals Nation where they can find you online, listen to your podcast, work with you, and get your free battle plan workbook.
1: Yeah, just go to millionpoundmission.com. That's where all my stuff is. You can listen to my Million Pound Mission podcast anywhere you listen to podcasts. And the battle plan workbook, that download is there. It's free. And if you want to take that whole experience to another level, I've got a new program that I've been launching called my Transformation Reboot, where uh, we try to build that transformation instruction manual. You have a support community around you, myself, my coaches, and it's uh, something that I love to do. So I'd be excited to interact with you guys in any way possible.
0: Oh, thank you so much. And, you know, the new year is coming up. And so I'm not a huge fan of making resolutions, but I am a huge fan of starting something new. And so this might be a perfect time for you to start on that weight loss journey or to work with Adam to start listening to his podcast. So I'm so grateful to have you, Adam. Susie and I just love the work that you're doing. And I'm obsessed with, you know, if you don't want to start right now with something big, just start with writing out something that you can recite to yourself morning and night. Look at Adam's story. Five years later, everything came true. It's like a vision board. You can make things happen by writing it down and saying it out loud. I think that is such a powerful testament to the power of our minds and the power of positive thinking. So Adam, thank you so much. Thanks
2: Adam.
1: Yeah. Thank you ladies. I appreciate you so much. You know, I know what a big deal it is to share a platform as a podcaster. So I'm always grateful for that. And to your audience, if you guys got any value out of this, if you could do me one favor, go into iTunes and leave a review for this episode. Mention the PhD that you got some energy from that <laughs> or share it out. And if, if you guys have time for like one 30-second story, this is a good kind of capper where I was on a show a few months ago and I always do this. I always feel like I want to encourage the audience to share this out. And so I always do that. I always do that ask. And I, I was on a show, I did the, the whole like, let's you know, share it out, spread the positive energy. Once that show aired, I got a message from an individual, a, a long Facebook message. And the individual said, Adam, I heard your, your interview on this show. I was driving, I was gonna go and kill myself.
0: Oh my God. And
1: I didn't, and he said he didn't. So, and he, somebody, he wasn't a subscriber to that show. Somebody shared it, he listened to it for whatever reason, he hit the play button and didn't end his life. And he sent me this huge message and I was just blown away. Wow! I was like, what? This is freaking crazy, but you never know. Just that's why I say, just give it a share. Uh, if you get anything out of this, somebody else might too, and it might just make the difference for them. So again, thank you to, to you guys. Uh, I'm a huge fan of the show. Uh, I've left a review on, on, on the, uh, the podcast. So uh, you guys can look for that. And uh, i just ask you guys to do the same.
0: Yes. Thank you, Adam. Uh, I know I have personally reviewed your show as well. And Food Heals Nation, if you're listening and you got value out of this, it really helps podcasters for you to leave us subscriptions, ratings, and reviews. So check out Adam. It's Million Pound Mission. Oh, thank you so much for being here.
2: Thank you, Adam.
1: Thank you, my friends. You're awesome. <laughs>